Welcome to the Pop Ninja Podcast, where we reminisce about the pop culture of the 70s, 80s, and beyond. From bell-bottom jeans to parachute pants, from Panama Jack shirts to members-only jackets, from Smurfs and Scooby-Doo to Thundar the Barbarian. If you had a Rubik's Cube, wore a Swatch watch, was crazy about Max Headroom, or ever wondered who shot JR, then this podcast is where you will feel right at home. Now, jump in the DeLorean time machine and join your hosts, Lisa and Patrick, as they take you on a pop culture adventure through the greatest decades of all time. Hello out there in podcast land, and welcome to another totally awesome episode of the Pop Ninja Podcast. I'm Patrick Bennett, coming to you from the swamps of southwest Louisiana, and joining me over Zoom from the great state of Pennsylvania is my co-host, Miss Lisa Everett. Hey, Lisa. Hello. Lisa, before we get started, I want to play a quick round of 70s movie trivia. Do you want oh, to play? Oh, goody, goody. Yes, I love All this right. trivia. Keep, yeah, keep it up. All right. Okay, this time I'm going to give you some movie quotes, okay. and I want you to tell me what movie they're from. Okay. All right, here's the first one. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no. Um, what's over when the Germans bombed Pearl? Uh, uh, good morning, Vietnam. Oh, I don't know war movies. It was Animal House. That was John Belushi. Oh, I've never watched Animal House. Really? Never. You never watched it? Only little tiny pieces of it. My my son loves Animal House. Yeah, that's a fun, it. it's fun a, movie. It's a boy movie. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Okay, All yeah. Right. No, I've never okay. watched that one. Number two. Someday, and that day may never come, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Is it a guy movie too? Maybe. Can you give me a clue? Besides that, uh, besides that. <laughs> like what's it begin with? Give me the first letter. <laughs> Come on, give me give me a little clue there. That could be anybody. Yeah. Brando. 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 Give me another clue. Give me another. Give me more. More. Give me some more. Now I want to get it. I maybe maybe I'll never get it. Maybe I won't know. Pacino. Oh, The Godfather. The Godfather, right. Okay, that's a guy movie too. What? I, I only ever saw The Godfather once. Yeah, just, you got a picture of Brando like, someday and that day may never come, I will call upon you <laughs> to do a service for me. You know. Yeah, I, I just think of um, the movie, uh, what is it? What uh, You Got Mail and uh, Tom Hanks quotes The Godfather oh, all through yeah. that movie. And <laughs> and it's like that The Godfather, like all guys know The Godfather, uh, you know, lines. And I just saw that on um, on a show and, and they were getting all these clips off of all these news people talking. This one guy quotes The Godfather all the time. And, and it's like, I didn't have a clue what he was talking about. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you got it. I did with two clues. Okay. Uh, you got, right. any more? Got, got one more for you. Okay. If brains were dynamite, you couldn't blow your nose. Brains were dynamite. Hmm. Mm. Give me a clue. <laughs> Another clue. Cars. Cars. 
Oh, uh, uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Oh. It was American Graffiti. Oh. Oh, that I was thinking 80s, so yeah. That was in the 70s. All right. Well, we got a lot of lot to talk about on this episode. We're going to talk about movies and TV shows and music and some other fun stuff. So uh, let's let's get on to the to the meat of it. Okay. Um, I'm going to start off with a movie. Lisa, did you ever see the movie Swamp Thing? I did. I that's one I've seen. All right. It came out in 1982, and I absolutely love this movie. Government agents, scientists, soldiers, master criminals, secret formulas, monsters, and midgets. None of them belong in this swamp. Only one thing does. The Swamp Thing. Uh-huh. Here comes trouble. The Swamp Thing. Think of neighborhood. Adrienne Barbeau and The Swamp Thing, an outrageous pair in the incredible adventure that grows on you or all over you. The Adventures of the Swamp Thing. The comic book legend lives. I like this movie too. I saw it at the theater when I was 13. And uh, my mom took me to see it, okay? And (laughs) there's that scene in there where the beautiful and sexy Adrian Barbeau gets naked and she bathes in the swamp, all right? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm 13, with, sitting next to my mom watching this, all right? Yeah. Well, I, I didn't know what to do. I mean, she's sitting right next to me, and uh, that scene came on. And uh, <laughs> I don't yeah, think, if something like that came on with my kid, I yeah. put my hand over his face. Well, I don't think she knew what to do. Uh, she didn't look at me. I didn't look at her. We both stared straight ahead. <laughs> but for a 13-year-old boy, that was an awesome scene. <laughs> I bet it was. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But, uh, yeah. But anyway, the, the movie starred uh, Ray Wise as Dr. Alec Holland. And uh, he's the scientist that gets turned into the swamp thing. And, uh, and he's out in a secret lab in the swamp working on a, a serum for the government that deals with uh, like making uh, like miracle plants that can yeah. hopefully solve the world hunger problem. That it's like uh, something to do with like making vegetables that can grow in the desert or that can grow in the snow and ice and stuff. You know, anyway, but... Uh, but some bad guys attack the science lab and they steal the formula and uh, there's an explosion and the scientist gets uh, doused with the formula. He's on fire and he dives into the swamp and eventually the formula and the swamp kind of uh, mixes and mutates him into this uh, humanoid plant creature known as the swamp thing. Yep. So anyway, that's for anybody that hasn't, uh, hasn't watched it, but uh but Dick Durock or Durock, do you know who that is? Yep. 
Okay. Yeah, he's in lots of stuff. Yeah, well, he, he took over the role once uh, the the creature, you know, once the actor but becomes he, he the He was creature. the actual swamp thing. Yeah, he takes over as he, the, he's not the, the guy that becomes the yeah. swamp thing. And uh, he, he played the character in the sequel and in the, the series from the 90s, The Swamp Thing. And and he was a big-time stuntman. Yep. Yeah, like you were saying, he was in a lot of stuff. He appeared in uh, most of the TV shows that we liked growing up, like uh, – I was looking at his filmography. He was in the, the Six Million Dollar Man, Battlestar Galactica, Rockford Files, Incredible Hulk. In the Hulk, he was that old man Hulk that the Hulk had to fight. Yeah. Yeah, he was in the Fall Guy, Airwolf, Knight Rider, the A-Team. Just uh, the, People probably remember him as that lumberjack guy from uh, Stand By Me during the, the, pie, the pie eating contest. He gets... Oh yeah, I remember yeah, that, him from um, any which way you can. He's the guy. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, fighting and he's like, you know, and it, yeah, he 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 really thought. And then that, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember he punches him in the nose and there and there. Um, and Clyde had gone in and gone into the bathroom into their car, the yeah. orangutan, and then he couldn't smell because his nose was all busted up. But and he was in the Enforcer too. Yeah, he was in all these that's movies it. and TV shows because he was a stunt man. You know. Yeah. He he take the punches and all that. So yeah, and he's a big guy, real tall. You know, had broad yeah. shoulders. Yeah, so yeah. Like a once like you see his face and you look yeah. back at some of these shows, you you'll you'll spot him on there. Yeah. But, uh, I got to uh, I got to meet him in Houston. Uh, it's probably in the nineties, and uh, got a picture with him. Now, but sadly, he passed away in two thousand and nine. Yeah, he had pancreatic cancer. But uh. Yeah. The movie also uh, starred, like, like I was saying, the beautiful Adrian Barbeau, and I, I thought uh, she was excellent in the movie. Yep. Of course, she was also in a couple of more of my favorite films, The Fog and Escape Fog. from New York. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the bad guy in the movie, he was, uh, the, the character was Arcane, and uh, he was played, I always called this guy Louis Jordan, but I heard on documentaries pronounced uh, Jordan. Like Jordan, so, Jordan jeans, Jordash. Yeah. yeah, Louis, Louis Jordash. Yeah, <laughs> Louis Jordan, and uh, yeah. the film was directed by the legendary Wes Craven, who, uh, of course, he uh, created and directed the Nightmare on the Elm Street movies. Yes, and, I uh, never knew that he did Swamp Thing, though. I didn't know that. Yeah, and yeah. he wrote he wrote the script, and uh, I love this film so much. But in an interview that I watched. Uh, Adrian Barbeau was talking about it and she said the film ended up way different than the original script that uh, Wes Craven wrote. She said the script was much better and it was a lot different because they had to make a whole bunch of uh, changes due to budget cuts and stuff. But uh, I've been searching for that original script online, you know, and I, I haven't found it. I've been looking for years for it. I'd love to read it. Really? So if, uh, yeah. So if any of our listeners ever comes across that original draft from Wes Craven, send, send it to us. I'd like to uh, check it out. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, how, how, how did you like that uh, that costume for the small thing? Oh, the yeah. He, I actually thought for being, I, I, I'm sure it was pretty kind of low budget, you know, that, that it was really um cool you know yeah, i mean I yeah and it's like um and i it had a lot of really good like stunts and um like stuff getting blown up and yeah he, like, and like the air had a, good a lot of action and adventure story yeah it it, it was yeah. real. i have i saw it not too long ago i really liked it i kind of like yeah. the um it's his his sister him and his sister are like in this in the um 
like they're the, the researchers, you know. Right. And at first, I think she goes there to like interview him or something. She's like, um, is she like a is she like a news person or something that shows up well, there? She was some kind of government agent they sent in. Yeah, to- and she goes in to talk to him, and um, I remember. The, I think she thought that she thought the sister was his wife. Right. You know, and um, yeah. And then um, and then she realizes it. But they kind of have a they kind of like sort of have a like a like they're not really on the same page. <laughs> you know, like in, in the beginning, like in the very beginning, they kind of like um, don't see eye to eye, kind of have a little. Um, yeah. Like he's like uh, I don't, I don't know like tension going on there or something well, he's like that. Coming on to her really strong and, and like you said she thinks that he's married you know. Oh yeah, but well, I think but, that put her off right there. But like he he's attracted to her. Yeah. Um and then do they do, do they ever like kind of get together right before um you know he that happens because he because it's like a it's like a romance uh, movie right. kind of like romantic you know and it's like and. Um, and so there was something going on before that happened to him for him to like keep coming to help her you know it's like so yeah and she gets kidnapped right yeah but yeah the bad guy and them they, they kidnap her and uh use her as bait to catch him okay but uh we're talking about the costume uh i liked it but i actually liked the look of the costume in the second film but i didn't like the second film because oh, was- i never saw it yeah, the second film's like a comedy, where, where the the first one's like an action adventure, you know. Yeah. But, but the second one, they went a comedy route, but but the costume in the second one, or even in the series, was a lot better. I wish oh. that costume could have been in the first movie, but the first one was okay, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it worked. It worked. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine actually trying to do a scene with a costume on in water. I'd be afraid I drowned in it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I mean, like when he like dives into the water and yeah. like and yeah, and like I'd be afraid the weight of it would like pull me under and I'd never get back out and I'd drown. You know, so like I mean, yeah, because it looks like it'd be heavy. You know, so right. Um, and then yeah, just having. I don't know how people like stand being in makeup like for hours when you see like some in the new um like even in the Avengers like their their makeup takes like 10 hours to get their makeup on then to see film like uh 15 minutes of a movie <laughs> you know what I mean so it's like um yeah it just I it, it, it I get like um almost like a claustrophobic like feel of of ever like you know being inside something like that you know like right. a costume or something but um yeah i thought it was really good too and it, and it does seem kind of campy cheesy like it should be funny but you're right like the first one is more action-packed and and it's like a serious movie yeah and, and you I, know I like it, it. and it's based off a comic book so yeah and then the second one it's, it's weird that they never redid that 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 for now like have a new uh, version of a swamp thing there, there is there's this tv series oh. on now oh is there yeah, but yeah, it, I don't see any of that stuff. Though. I don't I don't like it at all. Yeah, it's okay. totally different. I don't think you would like it. The second but, uh, one had Heather Locklear in it. It it did. And yeah. I didn't understand they brought that Jordan guy back and you know after they well spoiler but after they killed him <laughs> off yeah. the first one he's back in the second one like nothing happened. I, I just didn't understand any of that. But uh yeah, it's, yeah. it's a weird sequel. You can always bring people back. Yeah. But I, I think um you know, I, I like this movie a lot and probably more than the average bear because I live in Louisiana. We, we have swamps, you know, so, yeah. you know, if we're going over a bridge somewhere and I look out at the swamp, 
I can imagine he's out there, you know, <laughs> I, I, I probably waved at him a few times, you know? Yeah. So, you could be like when you hey. were a kid, you could like get a bunch of, uh, like algae and turn it into a, <laughs> like mold it into a, a swamp person. Maybe yeah. I did. Dried it out, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah. uh, yeah. Run around being swamp thing. Yeah. yeah. But, I, but I loved it a lot. Um, I watch it a lot. I have poster of it and stuff, but, uh, I yeah. thought it was an amazing film. And, and if anybody hasn't seen it, stop what you're doing. Stop watching Desperate Housewives <laughs> or whatever you're watching and uh, go stream Swamp Thing tonight. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah, I liked it too. So <laughs> yeah, I'm to watch it. Y'all might watch it tonight. Oh, yeah. I, I think I, I don't know if I have it on. I, I'm, I don't, I saw it not too long ago. I think I do have it, but I'm not sure, but I liked it. Um, maybe I retaped it. I'm not sure, but I have it somewhere. I should watch it too. I, I, it's a good movie. I remember it being on HBO a lot. It was one and and yeah, like you, I know you were saying about like that scene with her. Like those, that was a PG movie. So like right. when they put like a nudity and stuff in like that back then, you know, and you're not expecting it, it can kind of be like, whoa, <laughs> you know, <laughs> where'd that come from? <laughs> yeah, it's like because they don't do that. They there's like no nudity in like. Um, like movies today, it's all violence. It makes something rated R, you know, it's yeah. like, if you, if you, uh, you know, notice that. <laughs> you know? I, wonder, I wonder how many parents took their kids or how many moms, you know, took their kid to see Swamp Thing and then saw that, you know, and were, were mad but yeah. because it's based off a comic book. So it's targeted towards kids, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the same with the stuff now. I mean, some of that stuff is more, you know, I'd rather they almost see like some, uh, you know, of Adrian Barbeau, then they see someone being shot point blank in the the head, you know, I mean, yeah. which is worse. <laughs> you know, It's like, uh, you know, yeah. So yeah, which you don't, you see the more of the violence now. I mean, we walked out of, I think it was um, the X-Men 2 because uh, the Wolverine got shot in the head. My son was only like nine or 10 when that came out. And I'm like, yeah, that's a no, we're out of here. You know, and I think it was one of those new Superman movies too, um that was really violent and we're like eh, nah you know it's like it's too violent it's like too it's too much it's like i i and i it's like i love those christopher reeve superman movies you know yeah, and yeah i love them but um then they changed them and it's all you know guns and violence it's like yeah you know it's like where's the rest of the movie <laughs> you know so but like when he like does the helicopter scene and stuff and, and Superman, it's like, I love that. We should talk about Superman sometime because I love that. I need to buy it. I don't have it on uh, DVD. I was just thinking about it the other night too. So because of the music, loved it. So are we swamped out? We swamped, are we, okay. We go, okay, because my movie is about water too. <laughs> so another body of water, you know, not swamp, but a pond. You know, so um, my movie is on Golden Pond from 1981. Universal Pictures proudly presents a very special motion picture. Catherine Hepburn, Henry Fonda, Jane Fonda on Golden Pond. Listen, this Norman Thayer Jr. over on Golden Pond. Oh, Norman, it's so beautiful. Everything's just waking up. Ethel Thayer sound like I'm lifting, doesn't it? My, oh my, you have on a tie. Yes, I know. I put it there. It looks sexy. I hear you turned 80 today. Is that what you heard? Man, that's really old. You should meet my father. Hey, 
It means so much to him to have you here. Look at this little fat girl, Ethel. Sure, now he's got someone he can pick on. Bill Ray. Bill Ray. Yes, sir. The dentist? Yes, sir. Want to see my teeth? Oh. We like to sleep together in the same room, same bed. You know, if it's not offensive to you. you said they wanted to sleep together. You and I did, didn't we? Oh, I guess I'd be delighted to have you abuse my daughter under my own roof. Would you like the room where I first violated her mother? What I'd like to know is why you enjoy playing games. You seem to like beating people. But darling, you're wrong about your dad. He does care. He cares deeply. I'm afraid of him. Well, he's afraid of you. So you should get along fine. No, he won't. And you know why? Because he doesn't care. He is a selfish son of a... I know I'm just being dumped here. Turkeys don't want me. Bull. This is a trout. What do you do up there in California? Cruise chicks. What do you do with them when you have them? Suck face. Good God! Hey, man, you don't have to yell at me. He wasn't yelling at you. He was yelling at life. What the heck does that mean? Oh, he's like an old lion. He has to remind himself that he can still roar. Scared me half to death. Billy! Billy! That's why I came running back here to you. See your pretty face. Listen to me, mister. You're my knight in shining armor. Don't you forget it. It seems that you and me have been mad at each other for so long. I didn't know we were mad at that. We just didn't like each other. I, I want to be your friend. Want to dance? Or would you rather just suck face? <laughs> Catherine Hepburn, Henry Fonda, Jane Fonda. Lord Great presents a Mark Rydell film on Golden Pond from Universal Pictures. You yeah, went I actually what? saw this in the theater with my mom again. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see I always was catching it on HBO. We didn't go to the movie. I didn't go to the movies a lot as a kid except for the Disney movies. You know, until I think Arthur was the first, like one of the first movies I saw, like in the seventh grade, that was like a PG movie in the movie theater. Because I don't remember my mom and dad ever taking us to the movies. You know, like as I don't, I, my I remember going to see like Snow White and those movies, you know, and and like Lady and a Tramp and stuff, but not um, not other movies. I we never, my parents didn't go to the movies, so it wasn't until. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen some of these movies on the big screen. And so I wish that they would, uh, you know, put them out there somewhere, like even in a, like now that um, they're letting people back into some of the theaters, but there's no movies, it would still be cool to like watch some of these ones, you know, at a, yeah. a theater. But um, the, the my, on Golden Pond, it was uh, 1981 and it starred uh, Henry Fonda and Catherine Hepburn. We right. saw it at the, at the theater. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love the music in On Golden Pond. I mean, it starts out with that music and it's like piano music. It's instrumental music. It's really pretty. Um, but it's, um, it's about like this older couple and they, and they go back every summer to the same cabin on the lake. Um, and uh, it's coming up on his character's name is Norman and she's Ethel, Ethel Thayer. And uh, it's almost his 80th birthday and his, real life daughter uh jane fonda is also in the movie and she plays his daughter in the in the, in the movie 
um, her name's Chelsea, and she brings um, she brings her new boyfriend and his son to his birthday party, and uh, they end up. I think they leave. They end up leaving the thirteen-year-old boy, who's played by Doug McKeon, to stay with them for the summer. And it's and it just like becomes a, it's a really sweet movie. I, I love the cabin in the movie. Um, Norman Norman, he's like this pretty cranky guy. Um, he 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 becomes. He's like infatuated with death throughout the movie. Like he talks about it all the time, you know? And it's like, and um, you know, one of my favorite lines in the movie is, uh, is when she's always, Catherine Hepburn, she's always like knocking on the door. She's like always carrying something and needs somebody to open the door for her. And she'll knock on the door and he'll, he'll say, there's someone at the door. And then she says, it's me, you old poop, you know? <laughs> and it's like, do you remember that? Yeah. Because me and my one friend Lorena, we used to say that it's me, old poop. We always like called each other old poops, you know. But um, yeah, it's just like this. They got this kind of, you know, uh, I don't know, cute relationship that, like, you know, when after being with somebody for forever, you know, it's like, and he's just not into doing much of nothing, you know. And but it's it's they when they bring Billy, um, the thirteen-year-old uh, boy, to stay with them, um, he they go out fishing all the time on the lake and and their whole goal is to catch this fish um named walter you know he's like a fish that um norman had caught tried to catch at one time and i guess he got away and they spend like all summer out there on the lake and i remember one scene where um they're out in a storm and they're trying to get out of this uh, it's called purgatory cove and they they're trying to um there's rocks all over the place and um, they end up wrecking the boat and Norman falls in the water and, and then Catherine Hepburn comes out to, to find them and she jumps in the lake and swims to them. And I, I, I read somewhere that she did her own stunt for that movie. And, you know, and I just, I just think it's a, it's a nice movie. There's no special big effects to it. It's just a really good storyline. It has really good music in it. Um, it was actually the second highest grossing movie of the year um, after Raiders of the Lost Ark. Wow. So, so I thought you'd, but um yeah it's pretty cool. interesting yeah but there's a scene at the end of the movie where jane fonda um comes back and she's gotten married to billy's father and um you could tell like uh there's tension the whole way through the movie between her her character chelsea and norman like they just um seem to she you know they seem to just like maybe not get along very well like they have a um you know uh I don't know, kind of strained relationship. Well, when 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 she marries him, uh, marries Billy's father, he he's all excited because he really likes Billy, and I guess she seems like she's a little bit jealous, you know, of the fact that they got along so well, you know, because she kind of wanted a relationship like that with him. And so, um, you know, there's a scene at the end of the movie, and I've actually watched um, some like video of Jane Fonda talking about this scene, and and she she'll start crying when. Um, she talks about it because um, it it was it was like she she says to him that she you know they she feels like that she just wants to be his friend and in the in the scene she reaches over and she touches his his hand and um, Henry Fonda kind of pulled away right then like kind of startled him because he didn't he she he didn't know she was going to do that in that scene you know and. Uh, and it's just, and, and it makes me cry every time, every time I watch it, it's a tearjerker to me, but, but they kind of, it kind of is like a breakthrough moment, you know, for, for them. But the film itself was actually um, filmed on, it, it's called Squam Lake. It's in New Hampshire. That's where the real Golden Pond is, you know, and there's a real cabin 
there that's still there that I think people that I think if you look for it on the internet you can find like some video footage of it and stuff because it's just like a really cool cabin but it's just an it's just a nice story you know and it's like um, um I think there was some academy awards thrown in there somewhere you know oh, yeah. um yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think um I think it was it was definitely uh, Henry Fonda's last movie I think he died maybe five months after make after it was you know I don't know after they made it or after they released it, but pretty soon, you know, he, you know, that was his last movie. So. Yeah. I loved um, him. Ray Fonda's actor. Uh, I grew up watching him in Westerns with my dad. I don't know if you ever saw him in any, any other movies, but a couple of my um, favorite Westerns that he did were uh, once upon a time in the West, which uh, it was a Charles Bronson movie. And Henry Fonda actually plays the villain in that movie. And he was very wicked. You, you ought to watch that one. And then another one was called uh, The Ten Star. And uh, Anthony Perkins, this is one of Anthony Perkins' first roles. Psycho? Uh, yeah, that guy from Psycho. Uh, yeah, Henry Fonda played like a bounty hunter. And uh, I think Anthony Perkins was like the lawman in this little town that kind of uh, uses Henry Fonda as a mentor. But uh, that, that's two great Westerns with Henry Fonda. Yeah, he was in The Grapes of Wrath. I, I remember that movie. Yeah, that was a good film, too. Yeah. Um, John Steinbeck's story. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, the, his, he, he was married a couple of times. His first wife that is Jane Fonda and Peter Fonda's mother. Um, she was institutionalized. I, and I, there's a whole story about, about her um, and like their relationship, her and Henry Fonda. I think they kind of fought a lot. I don't know. I don't know the whole story, but she ended up being committed into a um, into like a sanitarium and, and slit her throat mm. after being in there. Wow. And yeah. And uh, yeah, she, she committed suicide. She was a, um, it's like a, a socialite, you know, um, trying to think what her name was. Uh Oh, Francis Ford Seymour was her name. Um, yeah, and I think Jane Fonda was really young. She might have been like maybe seven or eight when when she was when that happened with her mom, you know. So she didn't really remember much about her. But yeah, so I, you, you know, you, can, you see like a lot of like uh, those celebrities from back then during that time period, like from the '30s and the '40s. That when you look at their real life story, it's almost it should have been a movie. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. I mean, there's real life stories were full of like all kinds of um, drama and suicide and overdoses and affairs and all kinds of stuff. And it's like, geez, you know, but uh, but this movie doesn't have any of that in it. It's just a nice you know, movie. It's just a it's just a sweet, nice movie. You know, it's like um, the, the it's I, I think it's like one of those comfort movies, you know, like if you just want to like what on a rainy day, like want to just watch a nice like um you know uplifting you know fun and it's funny because he's funny he's got like a really dry sense of humor in it yeah and, he does yeah and i just i like it like um they'd say like let me show you where the bathroom is if i can remember where it was you know and he would it would just like say because like um he there's like is a scene where he goes like to pick strawberries and stuff and he forgets how to get back to the house and he panics you know and it's just it's it's what it's it's dealing with death you know and aging and and the inevitability of death and um you know how how we you know how we deal with it as we age i mean it's you know because he he just is like it's he never quits talking about it and she gets a little fed up with him at times you know and it's like just you know live your life you know but yeah and then there's a scene at the end where 
he almost, it looks like he's going to have a heart attack, but he, he comes around, you know, it's like she, she, uh, she thinks this is it, you know, he's been talking about it all this time. And now, now um, he lifts, he strains something, he lifts a, a box of dishes and um, yeah. And, and she thinks he's having a heart attack, but you know, it, it, it's no, it doesn't have a sad ending to it. So yeah. it's, it's a good, good one. So I like it. I highly recommend it, but I yeah. would say most people have seen it. That, uh, <laughs> you know, the, so. the director, uh, Mark Rydell, um, he also directed a, a John Wayne film. If I don't know if you ever saw the Cowboys, it's a re really great John Wayne film. And I hear there's a remake in the works of it, but uh, that was another Mark Rydell film. Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, um, those are both, both good, uh, water movies, <laughs> water features. <laughs> this is our water feature film. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and now on to the TV. Yeah. Let's talk about some, uh, cool TV shows from the eighties. Um, did you ever watch the TV series Stingray? <laughs> never even heard of that you're missing out <laughs> is it a one-hit wonder one well hit? just about yeah um yeah. it's a stephen j cannell created series and it uh came out in 85 was he and, the he the one that did the a-team yeah he yeah he's and if people people remember him at the end of the shows he's at that typewriter and he throws yes. the paper in the air and it falls yeah, yeah, down yeah is he yeah. still alive is he still no, he's not but i did get oh. to meet him when i lived in dallas i got to meet him at a, a book signing Oh. But uh, it's this show starred Nick Mancuso. You know him, Nick Mancuso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm like, okay, yeah. yes, uh huh. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, okay. It's called Stingray. It stars Nick Mancuso, and he's like this uh, one man A team, or he's kind of similar to the Equalizer. And uh, if if you had a problem and you couldn't go to the police, I got your number from a friend. Said you could help me and you could find him you could get his help and uh he, he would advertise in newspapers and the ad said something about a a, a black 65 corvette stingray for barter and people would get the number and they would call and leave a message and that and he would get back to him but he drove this 65 uh, stingray and his name was ray and he was uh very mysterious and he had this very shady past that nobody ever knew exactly what his past was. Uh, you you kind of get hints of that past through the show. Like, you, you know, he was ex-military. Maybe he was even like an ex-spy. But, uh, but he would help you out and uh, he would never charge you. So like people that couldn't afford you, couldn't afford him, he yeah. wouldn't charge you to help you. He would, uh, he would help people out who couldn't pay but he would ask you for a favor that he would get to you. Uh, he would come back to you sometime in the future. And if he ever needed your help, you would have to give him a, you know, do a favor for him. It's an exchange. You understand? One day I will come to you and I will ask you for a favor. Whatever it is, you will do it. And you can be assured that your favor will mean as much to me as mine does to you. Yeah. That, that, that was his price was you'd have to help him later. And, uh, 
through the show, you know, he, he could handle weapons. He knew martial arts. Uh, he dressed cool. He, he wore a, a black leather jacket and blue style sunglasses. And um, the, the, the shows, the episodes, they had a- awesome soundtracks. Uh, but he was kind of a bit like a Knight Rider. Miami Vice-ish. But maybe. he was more mysterious, you know. Uh-huh. But, uh, it sounds Miami Vice-ish to me. Well, he wasn't a cop. It was more like, like the Equalizer. Yeah, but um, like the music, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah, good, yeah. It had a yeah. great, great soundtrack, like uh, some good contemporary stuff at the time, you know. Yeah. And uh, there was even a little supernatural element to the show that uh, kind of let the audience believe on a couple episodes that he could have even been an angel or even a ghost. Because uh, like in one scene, okay, he's racing down the road in a stingray He's trying to hurry up and get to this place where somebody's going to be killed with the bomb or something at a timer. And anyway, he's not going to make it. There's no way he can make it in time. And suddenly the stingray just fades away. It just vanishes in the thin air. And then it reappears at the location and he runs in and saves the, uh, the woman from the bomb. So, you know, that only happened a couple of times and they, they never explain it. So it's just left, left up to your imagination what is this guy, you know? So yeah. it, it was kind of, it was very cool, you know? Um, it says Shannon Tweed is in it. What, was she one of the uh, females in it? Yeah, it says that she's one, yeah, she's she's in it. Yeah. Do, you, do you have it? Do you have it on, oh, you can get it. The yeah, series. it's on DVD, yeah. Okay, um, yeah. I remember him. I remember Nicky Mancuso, but yeah. um, I haven't heard his name in forever. That's why it's like, oh. since I saw, saw, I looked him up, it's like, wow, that he... Yeah, I, what happened to him? You know, where'd he go? He's still alive. Yeah, but so, I, I like how uh, mysterious they kept his uh, his character. And uh-huh. uh, I remember, like yeah. a few times, like somebody would run his records through a database, and uh, you'd find out that he was this highly decorated combat soldier that was killed in action. You know? Oh, and he oh. like took over a different name or something, or yeah, you don't know was he killed, and now he's like an angel, or, oh. or, or was like he's just a spy and they showed that he was killed. You know, you never knew it was so mysterious. And, uh, yeah, I, I wish it would have lasted longer. They would have, uh, explained some of that stuff, but it was just a cool, mysterious show. And, uh, the car was awesome. And great yeah, and it didn't last long enough. I think it was like, uh, two, like half seasons. Like maybe they yeah. did like a, like a mid season replacement or something. And it lasted half a season. And then the second season, it got canceled before, you know, the season was over. So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I highly recommend this series. If, if you love. I might buy it. Cool cars. You love spies. You love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Great, great I, yeah. I'm always look, looking for stuff for my son to watch because there's like never anything on. And we're, we're just we've watched a few Netflix shows and then we binge watch them and it's like, then there's nothing to watch. Like where, you know, we used to watch stuff and have to wait a week to watch it and spread it out. And you had some stuff to look forward to. Now you can find and even when you buy them, if you like it, you know, um, like that, like one weekend I just was watching Nancy Drew and I watched like three episodes in a row. So it's like, you, yeah. it's like the same thing. You can binge watch them, but yeah, but it's cool that at least that one is, is out on a DVD that you can get it. So um, I don't think that the show that I'm, uh, you want to add any more to it? No, no. Okay. Okay. The, the show that I, uh, that, that I picked is Double Trouble.
remember it? I do. I remember seeing a, a few episodes. Yeah, and I don't think the, the I don't ones. think it is. Um, yeah, it, I think I got it off of some. I think I have it on a, a bootleg of it, but um, yeah. and there's some uh, clips of it on uh, YouTube and stuff. But it's I don't think it's out anywhere to buy it. What um, was the I twins? Was, uh, what was their names? The twins? Um, Allison and Kate, the Sagal twins. Yeah, I thought they were hot. Yeah. yeah, they're um, they're uh, Katie Seagal's uh, younger sisters that she. Played oh, really? With. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were on. Um, they were like double mint twins back. I in the remember day. that. Yeah. The yeah. double mint gum commercials. Yeah. Uh, and then they were in Greece too. Um, it was on for two seasons. The first season was about them like that in high school and they had a widowed father and it, that, who was played by Don Lee Rhodes. And he, he was from soap. I don't know if you remember him from the show soap. Not sure. I remember soap. Yeah. It, um, if you saw a picture of him, he, he had like gray hair. Um, and, the, and he had a uh, woman he was dating on the show. She heard it was she was played by Patricia uh, Richardson, um, who was the went on to be the mom on Home Improvements. Right. Yeah. And but um, and and I and I love I see I like the first season way better than the second season. On the second season, they re- relocated the girls to New York. And they went to live with their aunt, who was played by Barbara Barry. Um, and it was took on a, it was a whole different thing. But they they were dancers like in real life, so they kind of. Um, pulled that into the show like their dance stuff they were always like doing aerobics and stuff you know and they always had the like the leg warmers on and the leotards and stuff it had a kind of flash dance vibe to it yeah I, I loved their clothes and on the show um Kate was the one that was like real outgoing and you know kind of wore leather and um was real um like like boys and um Allison was kind of like um, very square, conservative, was like into doing her grades and her homework. And, and, and in real life, I heard that they were the opposite personalities of their characters on. <laughs> oh, that's on the, funny. On the, yeah. So that's, I was a, like, that's good acting. <laughs> yeah. When you pay, play the other one. Yeah. And I, I was like 16 when it came out. So they, Me they too. were, yeah. <laughs> so they were wearing all the cool clothes, you know like um that i love their clothes so i was like always looking at what they they how they dressed on the show uh which and i wish they kind of had gone on to do more stuff because they were really cute and i remember i remember seeing them on david letterman for an interview and stuff and they were just they had the perfect hair like they had this perfect like haircut and i just loved their hair and stuff and um they always had like cool uh theme songs and opening songs to tv shows back then they were all real catchy you know what i mean yeah. like yeah, and you just don't see that anymore too, because I was always singing the song at the beginning, you know, like I liked it. So uh, the one when they go to New York, there's like these two guys that they're like friends with, and um, I'm not really sure uh, what, what who they were, what where they came from, or what where they were, what they were doing. But it just I didn't. It just had a weird, different feel to it. I like the the beginning. They should have stuck with the same kind of thing, but maybe they they they're done with high school, so they had to move on. But yeah, it, it was kind of a girly show, you know. So yeah. I saw, I caught a couple of episodes, and I, you know, because of them, they were eye candy for you know a thirteen year old boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> kind of like Adrian Barbeau. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah, they weren't in the swamp. They were just uh, yeah, flash dancing and up. Yep. No water falling on them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, I I don't even know how to tell people to like find it because. Um, or watch it except off of youtube i think you can see um there's probably episodes on there because i've looked it up before and um because i like it every once in a while i'll i'll um watch 
a clip or something from it. So, yeah. So that's my TV show. Cool. Let's move on to uh, music. Okay. I want to talk about the band Survivor. I did like Survivor. Yes. Yeah. I I was a big time Survivor fan. Of course, everybody knows them because of Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. Maybe even uh, Burning Heart from from the Rocky movies. But I was a real fan. I I had a couple of their albums and I liked all of their songs, you know, Uh, like High on You. I I love High on You. Yes. I love those. Man Against the World. That was a cool one. Yes. I love High on You. They had so many good songs. And uh, but they were uh, they were a Chicago band. They got started in the late 70s and they had that gritty kind of urban feel to them. And, and I like that. I thought, it was, yeah, I just thought they were. I like the awesome lead band. singer. He's cute, pretty darn cute. If you want to talk about eye candy, I'll talk about some <laughs> eye candy. The lead singer of Survivor was hot. You know, it was like he was. I don't even he reminds me of Ron Moss. That's who he looks like to me. Do you know who he is? No, he was. a um, He he's married to. Um, what's her name? Um she they they were they're on um they're on soap they're on a soap show and he was in the, the band um is it is it a player he said he he sang with the player ron moss did um he's married to devin devasquez but he looks like the lead singer from survivor they look really similar to me you know their face and everything i wonder they're maybe they're brothers who knows yeah, I see a picture of him. I wouldn't even have recognized him, but he was he was good looking back in the Survivor days. You know, in the early in the when they were they were big. They were big. You know, they had a lot of a lot of songs. Yeah, and it wasn't just the Rocky movies that they uh, were involved with the soundtracks. There were there were a few more films they were they were uh, on. But you you were fans. You see him in concert? I never did. I wish I could have though. The Survivors right up there with the my band was. Um, Night Ranger. Sister Christian, oh, the time has come. um well night ranger it's like this on on almost like on the same same level as like survivor to me like they're 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 like you know um like kind of the same thing they 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 got started in um san francisco in 1979 and jack blades was the lead singer they're one of my top 10 uh, bands of all time i love night ranger yeah do you like night ranger better than survivor they're both both in my top 10 i love those two bands Okay, where's the Survivor and Night Ranger? Who's number one? I don't know. Who's better? Oh, just just you just throw them all in there and there. And yeah. Them. Okay. I, I tell you, I got to see uh, Night Ranger just a few years ago in concert yeah. at a casino. They put on a really awesome show. Well, 
everybody I think knows Sister Christian. Yeah. You know, as their song, but I don't really like that song. I don't know what? why. But Get out of here. I'm crazy about Sister Christian. I don't know why. It's not you like my Sentimental favorite. Street. That's not one of my favorites either. I like a Sing what? Me Away and I like When You Close Your Eyes and Goodbye and Four in the Morning. I love those. Those are my four top favorite Night Ranger songs. I mean, I know Sentimental Street and I know, and of course I know Sister Christian, but I don't know, like, I think they overplayed it or something, you know? I mean, every time I hear it, it's, of course, it's like total 80s, like nostalgia, but. Um, I was singing uh, Sister Christian this morning to my dog while I was cooking pancakes. <laughs> Were you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, they sold over 17 million albums um, and they changed their name to Night Ranger because the name the Rangers was already taken, which I guess that was the, the name that they started out with or they wanted or something, but it, it was a copyright or something problem. But they are one of the big hair bands of the 80s, you know, all yeah. of them. They're all like that, like, um, you know, Def Leppard, all them, you know, they all kind of are that that big hair, hair stuff, you know. Um, yeah, love them. Yeah. Um, when you close your eyes is one of my favorite favorite songs. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I like the video for it. It's pretty good. Cool. I think they go into the um, prom or something in it. Like they they did some good videos. You know, they they so did Survivor. Yeah, you know, like like a lot of their songs. Yeah, I you know yeah I think those are some some uh, good music of the like the my um, junior senior year of high school. <laughs> that's what I think of. You know, yeah. I I love how uh, how Kelly Keegy was, you know, the lead vocalist, but he was also the drummer. That, that's so cool. It's kind of like uh, Phil Collins and Don Henley. You, you know how they're, they're singing drummers? Yeah. For, yeah. yeah. I like that. Singing drummers. Yeah. yeah. That's true. You don't see a lot of those. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what, I don't want to look them up now. I'm afraid because I know Jack Blaze is still around. I mean, yeah. Well, I saw him. It's probably only been maybe four years ago. Yeah. Well, when I've seen like Mike Reno and seen them, like you know what you know, like they're them now, you know, it's like wow. I mean, it's just it, it blows me away. Like um, some of the like Rat, you know, like I, I just saw them in a. Did you see the commercial that that, that plays all the time? <laughs> yeah. You know, with they're in the house and they're like, we got right. rats yeah. and they sing round and round, you know, and it's like yeah, and it's like that's what they're doing now, <laughs> you know. It's like that's Stephen Piercy, you know. It's like oh, you know, it's like. I remember when he was young, you know. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So, like, let's play some Night Ranger. Let's play some Survivor, and that'll be good, you know. Yeah. Uh, what's was Sister Christian? Was she? Was that a person? Was her was name just, Christian? I guess it's Christian. His sister. Okay. Was her name Christian? I mean, that sounds like a weird name. Like uh, Christine. 
you know, not Christian. Yeah. Christian sounds like a, a, a guy's name, actually. Yeah. You know? uh, so I thought it was like about a nun. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Sister Christian, like a nun. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sister Sarah, if I'm, you know, a nun. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it had a. It, was it was the video kind of like a Catholic school or something like that? Was that what it was about? I mean, I can't, I can't remember. I, I remember it like them driving around at night. It was like she she was like partying with her friends. Oh, we'll have to look up the story on on what why what why why they wrote that because I'm always curious why why people write songs what they're about. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what was their inspiration? You know for it. Yeah. He was telling his little sister to get her act together. Yeah. Yeah. I'm usually in the videos with um, like heavy metal stuff. It's usually somebody's run away <laughs> and it's like, and they have to go like their sister ran away from home and you know um, yeah. And they go find them and stuff. Like I, I think of that with um, like poison, you know, like a couple there, there's like runaways in it and Bon Jovi, you know, run away and um yeah, don't know the the story behind it though. Yeah. So okay, so what's your what's your what's your special edition uh, thing we're talking about? Well, I want to talk about uh, Shrinky Dinks. Do you remember those? Shrinky Dinks. Yes, yeah. I do. I remember making them. I remember making them at Christmas. Shrinky Dinks collector sets. You can collect them all. Shrinky Dinks make the fun shine. By color forms. Do they make them anymore? They do. I actually looked them up yesterday, and you can still buy Shrinky Dinks. Can you? Yeah. And uh, you're probably if, toxic too. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> People, anybody that uh, that's listening that don't know what a Shrinky Dink is, uh, it was like these little sheets of uh, plastic, kind of about the size of a sheet of paper. And they had these outlines of characters on them, like Spider-Man, Superman, the A-Team, Scooby-Doo, you know, you name it. They probably had a shrinky dink for them. But you would uh, you would color in the line. You know, it's kind of like a coloring book, but on plastic. But but it came with uh, kind of like uh, color pencils. And you would color in the plastic. And then you would cut them out with scissors. And you would put them on a uh, like a baking sheet. And you would bake them in the oven. And then they would yeah. rise, what, like about maybe an inch or so thick? They yeah. would kind of rise up and they, they got, you know, I don't know that the. That's what they were made out of. Yeah. But, yeah. but the, the <laughs> pencil color would kind of melt into it and yeah. it would become smooth. And, but, but before you baked them, you could punch a hole in them or whatever. You could make keychains or you could make a necklace. You can or, make ornaments like Christmas. Yeah. You can make ornaments. You could put a magnet on the back and make a refrigerator magnet. I mean, they yeah. were cool. But I, I remember having the Spider Man one. But uh, in the A team, but uh, they they would rise up. I mean, you watch them bake, and you know it, it was cool. Yeah, they were cool. Then they like all melted together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they got real hard and they, like like turned like glass. Yeah, I remember making them. I think they they probably had girl ones like Barbies and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I remember like um, I remember doing them. You know, when I was a kid, um, they're fun. It was like a Saturday afternoon thing to do. You know. Yeah. 
there was tons of like um, stuff like that back then, you know. And it reminds me of what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> it's like it's, the creepy crawlers, you know. It's like that. They're kind of like the. It's sort of similar because it, like you have to bake them too. But creepy crawlers, creepy crawlers, creepy crawlers. Creepy crawlers are so much fun. <laughs> Playing gags on everyone. All you need to make a bug is a thing maker set and electric plug. Pour plastic goop right in the mold. Then trade them, sell them. Good as gold. You can tell they're Mattel. They're creepy crawlers, creepy crawlers, creepy crawlers. And I keep wondering how I um didn't get third degree burns <laughs> as, a, as a child or didn't burn the house down because I looked up the creepy crawler machine. It was made in, it originated in 1964 and then they revised it in the seventies. And I always remember the smell. Do you, did you have, did you ever do one of them? A creepy crawler? Yeah, I remember. Okay. So I remember like I was looking at the trays. Okay. Um, and like, there was some that were big, there was like an octopus and then there was a big like spider, like a black widow, but then there was like little ones. And then you put this, it was called plastic goop and it came in like a little, it came, it was, um, looked like a thing of glue, you know, like Elmer's glue, but like it was a colored, um, like, like paint, you know, and then you pour it into these trays and you put the tray in the oven and then it would like solidify, uh, into uh, like a, a, a rubbery, like, in the you know in the molds and then after it got um like set up you'd pick pull it out and sometimes if it didn't have enough goop in there and it didn't get in there just right it they kind of popped holes in them and and then pulled them apart and stuff and you know goofed them up but i can't remember they smelled really weird you know yeah. and it, and then i was looking it up and and apparently you know, kids did get sick from the fumes from them because they were toxic and they did get burned nice, badly. Yeah. And I think that's probably maybe why they took it. Maybe they took it <laughs> off the market, you know, but I always thought they were cool. You know, it was one of my favorite toys. But um, but yeah, like it's probably the same thing with the shrinking dinks. It's like, who knows what they were made out of? You know, it's like and what went in there and then you put that in your uh, oven. You know, you got some kind of toxic uh, stuff getting you know, put into the air. But I mean, I remember playing with the creepy crawler machine up in my bedroom, you know, it's like um, plugging it in into the bedroom. It's a wonder with like all the the carpet and stuff in my room and, and stuff that I didn't burn it down for real, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, but I mean, I remember, uh, you know, the, you made like bugs and I, I don't even actually know what you do with them like after like after you had them to play with them it, it wasn't much you could do with them you know throw yeah, them think, into my brother that was the, stick, that was the whole thing under his just pillow. Make... yeah <laughs> it's like let's stick him under my brother's pillow and and and, and see if he you know freaked out like when he put his hand under there or something and felt a bug yeah but uh yeah they, they uh they there was a lot of those like artsy like type things you know back then and yeah i think we should do a show about um all the toys like that we liked you know because i i think of like the spirograph and you know the fashion plates and the and the color forms and uh, all the things you could actually do and and make things and there was like a lot of artsy stuff i had a rock tumbler do you remember like those things yeah i do remember that yeah you can make jewelry you know, you put these rocks in there and it, you tumbled around and they like they polished uh, them and stuff. Clean yeah, them. polished them. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's like um, there was some neat stuff, you know. So, yeah, it's a wonder that people didn't burn the house down. But yeah, 
Yeah, like the Easy Bake Ovens. Like light bake, Bright. Yeah, Light Bright I loved. You know, that's like was one of my favorite like things. You know, it's, it's when we didn't choke and eat the Light Brights and, <laughs> yeah. and stuff, you know, stuff. You know, it's like little kids, like your little brother that's only like a year old, like eats your Light Bright, you know, stuff. I know my brother ate some crayons when he was um, a kid. <laughs> it's like but but uh no yeah you, you wonder you know it's like how people weren't swallowing some toxic stuff you know so but it was fun that was fun you know it's like those are fun fun you know things to do on a saturday afternoon with your friends you know yeah yeah making stuff i was always up in my bedroom making something doing something i was always making like christmas ornaments and for you know and, and and making um my own decorations you know just you know for sticking the windows and stuff and pretty you know like now everything everything is so um you know I, I don't know everything is isn't so um like I don't know like ki kids you know like don't even like do that kind of stuff you know it's like to help with like that kind of stuff they just don't seem to like we used to be doing like snow cone ma machines and and uh you know all that stuff. Easy bake right. oven. Yeah, yeah. I, remember, I remember the little little icy machine. Yeah, the snow cone maker. Like the Snoopy. The yeah, Snoopy I had a Snoopy cone. one. Yeah. Yeah, Snoopy snow cone. Yeah, and it had that. And, you, uh, and then you'd run out of uh, the, the uh, flavoring, <laughs> you know, and then you'd have to like invent your own, like make up. Right, and yeah. Put some Kool-Aid in, in there. Yeah, it was just a shred. It was like an ice shredder, you know. You just uh, put ice in, and 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 like there must have been a blade, and it makes like um, snow, you know. And you put it in a uh, a snow cone cup, and pour some stuff on it. Yeah, and it was like the most delicious thing you ever had. <laughs> you know, it's like you loved it. You know, I remember doing that as a kid too. We'd go out and get well. You don't have any snow, so you can't relate. So we just get snow and put like root beer. Um, make a root, you know, play, take root beer soda and stick in with snow, like make floats and stuff. Cool. And you can even make ice cream there, you know, with um, snow, there's a recipe to just like make um, ice cream out of snow. It's like, but you need some snow, you don't have no snow. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I want to, I, I can't wait till we do like a Christmas thing and I see how you relate to what you did at Christmas, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because you don't have no, you can go, you couldn't go snow tubing, you couldn't make a snowman, uh, you couldn't have a snowball fight, you couldn't uh, make a snow angel, you couldn't make a snow fort, you know, boy, it's going to stink. <laughs> it's like, I but you, you know could you go did. hang out with Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. <laughs> and make a snow, a, a swamp, yeah, a swamp Christmas, a very swampy Christmas. <laughs> okay well um okay so our um our code word for this episode is quicksand because we were talking about this about how quicksand seemed to be everywhere and it seemed to be in the swamps and so that's our code word and you send us the code word to our pop ninja facebook page in a um, private message and you can win one of our pop ninja t-shirts cool we want to thank our listeners. We appreciate you for joining us on another episode of the Pop Ninja Podcast. Join Lisa and myself again next Wednesday for some more jibber-jabber about the mm -hmm. 70s and 80s. And uh, as we sign off, I want to leave you with this final thought. Family Orchidaceae. Genus Orcus. Over a hundred species here. Much beauty in the swamp, 
if you only look. 